You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I am your host, J.J. Leahy. Today we have a special guest interview with Joey from the Underage Packers Podcast. But first, a look at the news. The Packers have signed defensive lineman Brian Price. Price was an undrafted free agent signed by Green Bay back in 2016. He spent time with the Packers in 2016 and 2017 and appeared in just one game. That was versus the Lions. He's back in the building, but likely will not play against the Panthers. Price and recent signing Anthony Rush both make up for Montrevious Adams and Billy Wynn being put on IR. Christian McCaffrey likely will not play for the Panthers on Saturday. That's right, I did say Saturday. If you forgot that that's when the game is, don't forget. You're welcome. 8.15 Eastern, 7.15 Central. Tight end Jay Sternberger is officially out for the game. He is still going through concussion protocol. Likely this injury was more serious than we initially thought. Meanwhile, Malik Taylor is questionable. If Taylor can't play, expect Tavon Austin to continue to take snaps. Meanwhile, running back Dexter Williams has returned from injured reserve back to the practice squad. Interestingly, that comes with a pay cut because he was elevated from the practice squad when he was injured in the 49ers game, which entitles him to a higher pay rate than being on the practice squad does. So now that he's healthy, he makes less money. There are a few other moves with names you probably are unfamiliar with. D-lineman Delonte Scott was injured in practice and placed on the practice squad injured reserve. Tackle Ryan Pope released from the practice squad. And running back Patrick Taylor, a guy I'll be very impressed if you have heard of, who's been on practice squad IR for quite some time, finally returned to practice. Simon Stepanek is not expected to be able to play, and since guard Ben Braden, the Packers' other practice squad O-lineman that they like to elevate, is all out of elevations... I would not be surprised to see him signed to the active roster for game day. The Packers have done this once already this year, when they signed Reggie Begleton to the active roster and cut him immediately after the game, signing him back onto the practice squad. Lastly, Aaron Jones fired his agent, Lee Steinberg, and hired renowned NFL agent Drew Rosenhaus. Jones clearly was frustrated by the lack of progress getting a deal done with the Packers. Rosenhaus is an aggressive agent known for getting expensive deals done. This is good news for Jones, not good news for the Packers. Don't expect Aaron Jones to come back next year. However, Jones' old agent does also represent Jamal Williams. He's currently in Green Bay, Wisconsin right now, and we suspect he's probably trying to get a deal done for Jamal before the 2020 NFL season ends. I have a special guest today on the show, Joey from the Underage Packers podcast. If you're unfamiliar with this podcast, you need to check it out. Joey and his friend Big B are two 15-year-old young men who do a very fun show and have already attracted a lot of followers. Joey, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. No problem. I appreciate you having me on, JJ. Talk to me about Underage Packers. What was the uh, backstory behind why you guys started the show? And also, how did you fall in love with the Green Bay Packers? So as far as falling in love, um, 
you know, my dad, he grew up in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, so, you know, he was uh, 10 years old watching Super Bowl one and two, watching Bart Starr and everything. Uh, so I was born into it. We live in St. Louis now. But yeah, I was born into that. And as far as meeting Big B and starting that podcast, we actually met on uh, Instagram a few years ago. And we always would talk in DMs about the pack games and whatnot. Uh, and last year we did uh, these live streams before the games. No one would watch. Uh, no, <laughs> no one was <laughs> looking forward to their weekly insight from Joey and Big B. But, you know, after that season of doing it, we were thinking, you know, let's instead of just doing it live streams, maybe we should try to get it on IGTV. Maybe we should uh, start a podcast. And that's pretty much where the idea came from. Now we're here. Well, of course, everybody thinks it's super cool to hear two really young guys sharing their perspective. And man, you do a great job with your podcast. Real professional. I always love what you guys are doing. I want to talk about, about the team, mm -hmm. the role of some of the players on this team, some of the guys like MVS, what you see that they are bringing to this team and, and where you see their future going. Yeah, so I think the biggest difference between the 2019 and 20 Packers is the role players on this team and how they develop. You know, you look at some of the biggest stars on this team outside of uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and my good buddy Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's a lot of guys that the Packers have been developing in-house, undrafted free agents that they've been trying to get working for years now that are finally hitting their stride, uh, like Robert Tunyon or Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And, you know, that's just a little bit of, the people this offseason, oh, Rodgers doesn't have any weapons. Give it some patience, you know. Uh, and MVS has developed into a great player. You know, this team has had to deal with uh, missing Devontae Adams for a few weeks, Aaron, missing Aaron Jones for a few weeks this year. And they've been able to respond really well, and I largely credit that. Not only Matt LeFleur, uh, but those guys as well that have a smaller role on the team uh, but pitch in big parts. Injury has been a massive component to the 2020 Packers that they didn't have to face so much last year. We were really blessed to have a very injury-free season last year. Even just at the offensive line alone, mm -hmm. it seems every week we're trotting out a different lineup. Talk to me about some of the creativity you've seen across the entire team due to injury. I think the biggest thing you look at as responding to injury is um, – moving the offensive line around because they've had to go a few games without David Bakhtiari and now in a stretch without Corey Lindsley. Um, and they've just been able, Elton Jenkins is a big part of that, but they've been able to throw any guy in there and they're still um, playing very at a very high level, even dropping out their two highest guys, David Bakhtiari and Lindsley. Um, so just the fact that they're able to so so quickly and so uh, cooperatively, I guess, be able to respond and uh, fix that issue, make it a non-issue very quickly is very, uh, very great. And then, you know, with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, you know, we saw uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling get a large role. Alan Lazard also missed some time. I mean, our, our starting wide receivers in that Falcons Week 4 game was Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Malik Taylor, and Darius Shepard. So, and we still won that game without a problem. So they've definitely been able to uh, deal with those issues very well. And I hope they can continue that for whatever uh, injuries await them in the playoffs. 
Yeah, it's very likely we're going to be heading into the playoffs without Corey Lindsley, Raven mm-hmm. Green, Tyler Irvin. Yeah, and I think they've definitely done a really good job at that, even with COVID. I mean, it's not only been a, injuries have not only been a big problem for the Packers this year, but there's been a lot of uh, big season injuries for other teams this year. We're lucky we haven't had one that has lasted that long so far. That's true. Hey, let's look at the running back position for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones uh, fired his agent, Lee Steinberg, who also represents Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. and hired Drew Rosenhaus. What do you see at the position of running back for the Packers in the future? Do you think that we're going to see Jamal or Aaron come back? And if not, what do you think that room looks like starting next year? It's tough. I mean, I, I do feel a little bit bad for Aaron Jones' old agent because he was he liked one of our tweets on Twitter, so he's my man. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's really tough because after drafting A.J. Dillon, that's clearly a move where Brian Gutekinds is looking at his pending contracts and he sees both of his starting running backs on there, um, and he's planning for the future. The biggest thing with A.J. Dillon is I don't think he can be – a starter like Aaron Jones is. I don't think you can throw away Aaron, uh, AJ Dillon as many reps as you give uh, Aaron Jones. So I would see him. I'd be sh- shocked if they re-sign both of Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones. Um, definitely not Aaron Jones. So I would see them probably looking for another one in the later rounds of the draft. I mean, they got Aaron Jones in what the fifth round. Um, and maybe signing another free agent, maybe looking at some undrafted free agents. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a very different room uh, from this year. Hey, Joey, you had a big week. You came up with a fun fun idea for a video. And mm-hmm. I saw the video and I've seen some of the reactions. But some of our listeners maybe don't know what's going on uh, in your world this week. Can you tell us what happened? And also, I have to know, is Aaron Rodgers following you now? <laughs> Uh, Aaron Rodgers is unfortunately not following us just yet. Uh. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the main reason he didn't like the video, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and explain it. So there's some different aspects of being a Packers fan. You can just be a Packers fan, you watch every game, and you can still be diehard. Me and Big B follow every single play series to get Packers content on Twitter. We pay attention to every single thing. We pay attention to the reporters on Twitter. We know everything about a reporter's personality, uh, their tendencies during press conferences. So I went ahead and it was this video I saw on TikTok of someone acting like they were on a press conference with Mike Zimmer. They were just asking a silly question and they replaced uh, the audio with it. So it seemed like they were asking uh, Mike, something about bubble guns, and Mike had a very serious answer. So <laughs> I went ahead and put my spin on that, knowing uh, what I know about these Packers beat writers. And I'm, I made a spoof of a Packers virtual press conference where I, I'm I'm playing the reporter. So I'm Mark Daniels asking Sean Meninga how he lives with J.K. Scott. I'm <laughs> asking Matt LaFleur what he thinks about Mercedes Lewis as Jason Wildey taking 25 minutes. So, you know, I put that video out there. And, and <laughs> I, big thanks to my man Aaron Nag. They were good friends with him. You know, he retweeted the video, and Aaron Rodgers follows him. He saw that video. Uh, and then later that day in his press conference, when Aaron Rodgers got a question from Jason Wildey, he referenced it, and he said, Jason, let's keep it under 25 minutes, which is <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Today, 
uh, Coach Lafleur, when he was getting a question from Jason Wildy, he, he looked at his clock and said, uh, "All right, Jason, you're done here." So uh, it's been <laughs> been great. Probably gained like 250 followers over the past few days. It's been great to, you know, I never thought Aaron Rodgers would acknowledge acknowledge my existence or know what I look like after 15 years of having pictures and posters of him in my bedroom. But after a silly little skit together, here we are. It was a lot of fun to watch that video, and it was also cool to, to hear LaFleur and Rogers both appreciating your joke and carrying it on themselves. Hey, real quick, give me your Panthers-Packers final prediction for the score. Oh, boy. I'll probably say 34 Packers, 17 Panthers. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to go out there. He's not going to be afraid of this Packers defense, just like anybody shouldn't be. Um you know, maybe put some points on the board with Mike Davis, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore. But I just think the Packers offense, like every week this season, is going to be too tough of an opponent. Awesome. Hey, where can folks find you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me on my personal account at JoeyGPG uh, and find all mine and Big B stuff at Underage Packers. Yep, everybody, make sure you go ahead and check out the Underage Packers podcast. It's great content. You won't be sorry. All right, that does it. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go. Thank you for tuning in today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and follow the Packernet Podcast on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been the Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.